return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. going to talk tonight about joyful living. It's a good topic. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Lots of handouts. It's always good to have something written down. Amen. So um, I thought it'd be a uh, neat way to start. I want to tell a few jokes. <laughs> so Bertha Belch, a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight at Calvary Methodist Come here, Bertha Belch, all the way from Africa. The fasting and prayer conference includes meals. Hmm. The sermon this morning, Jesus Walks on the Water. The sermon tonight, Searching for Jesus. Our youth basketball team is back in action against Christ the King Baptist this Wednesday at 8 p.m. in the Recreation Hall. Come out and watch us kill Christ the King. That was a bad one. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. That was a bad one. The peacemaking committee schedule for today has been canceled due to a conflict. Remember in prayer the many that are sick of our community. It's supposed to say in, their commu- in the community. That are sick of the community. Um, say hell, typo. Say hell to someone who doesn't care much about you. It's supposed to be hello. Don't let just worry kill you off. Let the church help. For those who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Okay, just a couple more. We have so many important things to do tonight. The church will host an evening of fine dining, super entertainment, and gracious hostility. Oops. (laughs) Potluck supper, Sunday at 5 p.m., prayer and medication to follow. (laughs) This evening at 7, there will be a hymn singing in the park across from the church. Bring a blanket and come prepared to sin. Oops. Sing. Um, Let's see. I think I had one more. Okay, this is the last one. Low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Lord. Well, I want to talk about joyful living tonight. And, um, of course, his joy is our strength. And uh, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, etc. There's nine, nine of them. So um, a few things I want to cover tonight is discovering the key to a joy-filled life. Where is joy? Is it way over there? Is it way up there? Is it out there? Where is it? What is it? The key to joy. 
that will be the main topic tonight, the key to joy. And the teaching is based on Philippians 4.8, which you know that verse. You will when I say it. Um, research on joy. And then a second part will be improving our focus on joy. Thank God we have a choice. Thank God we can focus. Uh, we can, we'll talk about bringing our thoughts continually to the master list. One of those things down there is the master list, a think-on list. Avoiding negativity, practicing being thankful. And a few other subtitles would be your thoughts are showing. Uh-oh. That can be uh-oh or uh uh-huh. How to change our thinking, joy scriptures, one thought at a time, mental discipline. So... Thank you, Lord. We'll cover all that in a short amount of time. (laughs) Okay, I have two things to start with tonight. And um, the first one is a group of girls that are coming up, and they they sang a song at a Bible study that they have, and they said, hey, can we sing this song? It was... Annie did? Somebody did. On... on Thursday at the ladies' Bible study. And so I said, hey, that's neat. That just fits in. <laughs> now, some of these girls, the last place they want to be is up front, but they're up front. So you quietly, quietly get organized over there. And Mama Perry, would you please come up? So we're going to open with prayer. Amen. Mama Perry is going to open us with prayer. She is going to pray Amen. for joy. There's always more. Amen. And after Mama, prayer, Mama Perry prays, then this uh, joyful group of ladies have a song that just fit right with tonight. Right. So let's, let's agree with Mama. You want to say anything? Okay. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I thank you, Jeannie Joyful. I always call her Jeannie Joyful. I've called her Jeannie Joyful for a long time. And she, she is joyful. So... Father, we just thank you for the joy that we have in you. For you are our strength. You are salvation. You are the God that we love. Yes, you are, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you that we can be up in you. Come on, yes. We don't have to be down. We can be up in you. For you, you are the strength of our life. You are our joy, our salvation. And we thank you for it. And we just pray for Jeannie tonight. And we pray for the congregation that we'll all be receiving joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Love you. A one and a two and a...
Thank you, Lord. I think the Lord is sending us a message. Thank you, Lord. And then I walked into adult Sunday school this morning, and the main uh, verse for tonight is Philippians 4.8, and Cindy was teaching on Philippians 4.8. So isn't that powerful to think how God speaks to us in the mouth of two or three witnesses? There's safety, and there's counsel, and there's confirmation. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to cover Philippians 4.8. You know, the, a good thing about living is agreeing with God. And if we're thinking his thoughts, talking his thoughts, speaking what he says instead of what we feel or don't feel or what we think or what he she thinks or she thinks, we agree with God when we speak his word. So I, I always have like 10 ideas for the title. And I said to Dave, Honey, I have all these ideas for the title of the message tonight. Do you think it should be this? Do you think it should be that? He goes, how about you just call it Joyful Living? I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Simple. I like that. Okay, so we'll start tonight with discovering a key or the key to a joy-filled life. I sure want more joy in my life. How many, else, how many of you want more joy? There's always new levels, amen? Where is joy? One author asks, what is the secret to a joy-filled life? Does such a thing even exist? Since the beginning of time, mankind has searched just about everywhere in hopes of finding out this secret. Today, most people are trying to find joy in something or in someone outside of themselves. It's got to be out there somewhere. But where exactly did God place this key to a joy-filled life? This author says, is it possible our Heavenly Father put joy into the very fiber of our being? If we look at what's written in the Word, we find God gives all of us the opportunity, everyone can smile now, <laughs> to experience this proactive happiness called joy. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Scripture tells us, Jesus says His joy, it confirms that, His joy is in us. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to go across the ocean to find the word. We don't have to go up into the sky to get the word, but the word is very nigh you, near you. And if Jesus is living in us, then joy is in us. And all we need to do is release it. Let his joy flow. Let those rivers flow. Amen. So John 15, 10 and 11, Jesus said, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my father's commands and I remain in his love. Verse 11, this is so good that Jesus said this. I have told you this so that my joy may be where? In you. These things I have spoken to you that my joy might, it says, remain in you. Not out there. It's not in somebody, just in some, oh, it's in somebody else's house. It's in somebody else's life. That my joy might be in you. And that your joy may be what? Full. Isn't that neat? God always uses those words like full and abundant and complete and overflowing. And that's just the way he talks to us. Jesus also tell, tells us, like Mama Perry prayed, cheer up. Thank you, Lord. We can choose. We can make a choice to cheer up. We don't have to be down, Mama Perry said. That, but we can be up because we have an up God. John sixteen thirty three. I have told you these things, what things? He, he told us what was going to happen. He said, so that in me you might have perfect peace, and this is the Amplified, you might have perfect peace and confidence 
He says, now, come on, in the world, you're going to have some tribulation. There's going to be some trials. There might be distress and frustrations. He says, but be of good cheer, amplified. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain and undaunted. Come on, let's put our spiritual foot down. (laughs) And so it indicates a choice. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Okay, amplified. I have deprived the world of the power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. And that includes every demon of hell, every attack that is aimed against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Jesus says, because of that, he says, if you're in the world, you might face, some things might be hard, but cheer up. Cheer up. He's an up God. He says, I've defeated the world. Let's thank him for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What is joy? Being joyful doesn't mean your life is perfect. Glad about that. <laughs> who, could, who could claim that? It doesn't even mean your life is great. I'm just going to read a few things that uh, describe what joy is. Joy is trusting God. How many trust him here tonight? Amen. Joy is trusting God and believing that, like pastor preaches, he has great plans for your life. Regardless of what's happening right now, I remember when my mind got renewed on that, it's like, wow. And I remember when Pastor Dave preached that sentence for the first time years ago, he says, God doesn't have a bad day planned for you. And it was just like this this wall of thanksgiving that hit me, that to, to have that knowledge. Knowledge is power. Joy is a deeply entrenched, it's an unshakable belief. In God's promises. That's why we need to know the word. That's why we need to know what God says. Because our feelings will betray us. Our circumstances will lie to us. Our situations will scream in our face. But the word of God remains settled forever. And he says, I'm God, I change not. So we can keep our, our feet on solid ground when we're, we're standing on the truth. And the unshakable word of God. It's a deeply entrenched, unshakable belief in God's promises. Now, here's the thing. It's the result of right thinking. That's right. <laughs> it's just us here tonight, right? Yeah. But, you know, I can remember different times my husband saying to me, you're not thinking right. And I'd go, what, what do you mean? If, it, if you're not thinking right, that means you're not thinking, you're not thinking along what the Word of God says. Right. And that can happen. You know, you think something totally contrary to what God says or what God's speaking over you. So we want to agree with God. We want to think right. It's the result of sustained right thinking and then dwelling on the nature and the character of God. Oh, God, you are so good. Joy is an outward sign of an inward faith in God's goodness. Joy is a way of acting, an evidence of spiritual maturity. Joy is not a distant destination which you arrive at. It's a path you choose to travel every day. Thank you, Lord. Cultivate, cultivate joy by making right decisions, and don't settle for anything less than real joy. So uh, joy, joy is lasting. Joy is permanent, and joy is in us. Jesus is in us, and so joy is in us. So uh, we don't have to, to get on the uh, dialogue where we're, we say that we're bored or we're um, depressed. We can speak the word of God. 
Um, the next part is uh, Philippians 4.8, and this is really, uh, it's a huge key to this whole message is based off of this message, Philippians 4.8. The key to increasing joy in our lives is the result of practicing the think on these things. It's that, those four words at the bottom, think on these things. Now, if we do that, we're going to have a joyful life. I mean, it's pretty amazing, like your pastors say here, that when God gives us mandates and principles to follow, that they are simple. And so here is our think on list. Okay, um, I've got some handouts for this. And just at various points, I'll hand these out. So you could take those home. I would encourage you to put them up in your mirror, or maybe you already have it, but, but it's a think on list. So let's go ahead and read Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, do you want to read this out loud with me? Whatsoever things are, 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 if there be any, if there be any, say it together, think on these things. Let's say that last phrase again. Think on, one more time. Think on these things. Okay. So we've got our think on list. So application. Here comes a thought. Let's make one up. Let's just say we get a thought like, nothing ever goes right for me. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the checklist. Go to your checklist there. Is that on the checklist? Is that, is that on the Philippians 4.8 checklist? Is negativity on your checklist? Is depression on the checklist? No. Discouragement? No. Defeat? No. All right. So what do we do with that thought? And, of course, that's a whole other sermon. Corinthians, we'll probably read that verse later. But, you know, we take that thought. Nothing ever goes right for me. Okay. Is that on my checklist? Then I have to take that thought, judge it. And if it isn't on your list, and what a neat thing. Eight things can change your life. <laughs> Eight words can make a difference. And so then we realize, well, that's not on the checklist. And, of course, the Bible says you take that thought like a prisoner. You put that thought in prison, and you cast it down, and you get rid of it. And I remember years ago, too, maybe it was in the Starlight Inn, when Pastor Dave preached a Bible on, on having the mind of Christ, I mean, a sermon on having the mind of Christ. And he had his Bible laying on top of his head. I think it was that same word there. <laughs> we ought to think. Do you remember that? And he had that, his Bible open on top of his head. And we have to think the word. We have to breathe the word. And I'll never forget that sight. But it's the truth. We have to constantly have our thoughts on these things. These things. So uh, Philippians 4.8 challenges us to seek out and to dwell on positives in our lives. When we use 4.8 as a thought filter, we have our truth list, which provides the power to live the John 10.10 life. Amen? I mean, if Jesus said it, don't we want to experience it? Jesus says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you and to give you life more abundantly. So he said it. There he is again, abundantly. 
And so we want to live that life. And one of the ways, I mean, I, I believe there's other keys too, but this is a key tonight for joyful living, this think on list. Amen. That's good. And just to measure it. And if we practice this more than we already have, the result will increase our joy. It can even improve our health. It, can help, it will bring more satisfaction in relationships, lasting fulfillment, forgiveness, blessings, life, prosperity. You know, all the social things that God says that he has for us. Salvation, the word salvation is so-so. And everything good is in that word for us. Healing and health. And I believe people were healed here tonight. So how many of you have in your daily walk, you have a to-do list? Not too many. <laughs> a lot of people have a to-do list every day, and we got to check those things off. But how about if we get a to-think list? Come on, to-think list. We want to think right. Amen, Pastor Dave? We want to be able to think according to the Word of God. Philippians 4.8 provides a master checklist, that, that handout to me. It's like, we could call it like a master checklist for how to think according to the Word of God. Think on these things. Let's just say them one more time through. I'll, I'll just say the one word that's highlighted, okay? Think on these things. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, anything with virtue, anything with praise. Think on these things. Amplified verse 9 says, Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on or dwell on these things. Now, when we dwell on something, we think deeply about it. When we dwell on something, we review it. We replay it. We meditate on it. We talk about it. There's a psalm that says, Talk with each other much about the Lord. Quoting hymns and singing spiritual songs making melody in your heart. So when we're dwelling on something, when we're dwelling on the Word of God, we're spending some time in our thought life. Now, Lord, you said to think on something that's just. Maybe somebody hurt you, but we don't want to mull over the hurt or the conversation that made you sad. You don't want to mull that over and, you know, add to that. Amen? We want to mull over the just list. You know, well, maybe that person is going through something I don't understand, you know, and, and go to the master list. Mull, mull it over with the master list. That's what dwelling on something means. Um, that little phrase there, finally, brethren, in Bible talk, it says, in summary, folks, let me break it down for you like this. <laughs> it's fun to have these different translations, isn't it? The fact that Paul tells us what to focus on reveals a critical point. We always have a choice. We always have a choice. The fact that he's giving us a list and he's saying, hey, you can, th you can think on this master list. You can free your head up. Um, Mama Perry gave us this um, quote years ago, and I put it into a poster like that, too. Is like, resentment is like, 
if you hold on to resentment, it's like letting someone live rent-free in your head. So we want to choose to think what God thinks about. God is love. If we were naturally positive, Paul wouldn't emphasize this point. If we could not control our negativity, this teaching would be unrealistic. With God's help, we can control our thoughts. We can choose between good and bad. We can aim for excellence. Let's all go higher. Don't you want to just go higher? I just want to go higher. We can get rid of mediocrity in our life. We can get rid of things in our life. If we purpose to apply this teaching even more than we did yesterday, we can reach some goals that we've been striving for. We can go higher with God. We can, um, we can get even freer than we are. We can be more positive. We can aim for excellence, not just mediocrity. We can choose minute by minute to count our blessings. We hear that all the time here, amen. Or we can choose to complain. We sure don't want to complain. Okay, imagine Paul saying, Okay, everyone, whatever is untrue, dishonest, unjust, impure, ugly, negative, vicious, or worthy of criticism. Think about these things. Yikes. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, say it the way, let's say it the way it should be said. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are Whatsoever things are, whatsoever things are, whatsoever things are, whatsoever things are, if there be any, and if there be any, say it together, think on these things. Doesn't that just give you a lift to know what God says in such a simple, common verse? So the Message Bible, I want to read it to you in the Message Bible. Summing it all up, friends. Is, oh, thank you. <laughs> there it is. Summing it up, boy, that was fast. Whew. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do your best by filling your minds and meditating on things, let's say it together, true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice, verse 9, what you have learned from me, what you have heard, and what you have seen, and what you have realized. Do that. And the God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Isn't that wonderful? So if you go to that Message Bible and look at some of those words, so if you want to think on the authentic, what's real, what's true, if you want to think on what's beautiful, not ugly, this can work in marriages. This can work as a parent, as a grandparent, that you choose to see the positive. You choose to delight, and uh, it's, it's just good news. Research. An average person, this part makes me giggle when I think about our thought life. The average person thinks about 50,000 thoughts a day. I just think of all of our little heads going, and God's able to keep track of it all. <laughs> and I remember before I was a Christian, I, we were at a um, 
assembly. We used to have assemblies in high school. How many remember assemblies? <laughs> and I was sitting by Linda Sampson, and I was looking at Cross, and we grew up in Pierce, South Dakota, and I was looking across at all the kids, and I was just looking at all their faces, and I said to Linda, just think of all the thoughts going through all their minds. She looked at me and she said, you better become a psychiatrist. <laughs> so, but even back then, I mean, I didn't even have a personal relationship with Jesus, but, you know, that we're all, we, we're all so um, layered is a word I use, and complex, and all the men said, amen. <laughs> and, you know, so, I don't know, that's one study that said that, that we have approximately 50,000 thoughts a day. Okay, each thought moves us either toward our God-given potential or away from it. Selah, stop and think about it. Every thought moves us toward our call, our high call, our destiny, what God has planned for us, what God, God thinks about us, what God is saying, or the thoughts move us away. So, wow, think about it. And, yeah, let's see. There's so many handouts here. Um, one study says, unfortunately, we live in a society bent on nursing old wounds, highlighting what's wrong with just about everything and everyone. As a result, we've grown accustomed to viewing the world, our lives, and ourselves through a lens of negativity. Mm-mm-mm, don't want to do that that stands in direct contrast to the passionate, purpose-filled people God wants us to be. Wow, thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, that he does set us free. And the sun sets free is? Indeed. Five exclamation points at the end. Freedom, free from self-consciousness, just free, free to have fun, free to have joy. I think I touched on uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5, but we cast down imaginations. So here, here comes another thought. Okay. Here's practice time again. Here's lab. And um, somebody shout out a thought that might come to you that isn't from God. I'm upset with a co-worker. I can't do it. Boring. <laughs> worm. Worm. I'm a worm. <laughs> I'll always have this habit. Or, yeah, Okay. So, here comes that thought. Okay, get your checklist out. Where's your checklist? Check the master list. Is this going to take some work? It will. Is this going to take some mental discipline? Yes, it does. Check the master list. Check the fill. uh, We'll just say fill four eight. (laughs) Fill four eight. Is it on? Is doubt on that list? Is fear on that list? Is worry on that list? Is low self-esteem on that list? No, that's why we have like these sheets here. Here's a hundred identity truths, just for an example. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light of the world. I'm a disciple. I am protected by the power of his name. I'm God's gift. Wait a second. To Christ? I guess I am. John 17, 24 says, I have peace with God. I am yielded to God. You know, I mean, these are a hundred yeah. Should we do that now? But you can't read while I talk. <laughs> Slip it away. <clears throat> yeah, you can. God says to, what'd you say? One of it. <laughs> Multitasking. Right, Connie? Yeah. <laughs> um, here's 40 joy-producing produ- joy thoughts. We'll save those for a little bit. 
Um, what's that last one there? Oh, those are identity too. Sounds good. Okay, so check the master list. That's why, you know, I've mentioned this before, but praying, praying these things over your children, you know, instead of it saying I, you can say it about your children or say it about your husband <clears throat> or someone that you care about. But anyway, so if that second thought comes, like in the ones you guys gave an example for, it's not on the list, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, cast it down, cast down imaginations. It's an, an imaginary thought. It's not real. See, imaginations aren't real. You're just, it's made, make-believe. So cast down that imagination and what? Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? The knowledge of God is the Word of God. So that's why we always go back to the Word of God. Agree with God. What does God say? So cast it down. If a thought comes to you that is contrary, and that thought is exalting itself about what God says about you or what God says about your spouse or your future or a loved one, then you want to take that high thing and bring it into captivity. I like that part because I just, in another translation, it says, just take it as a prisoner. You just bind that thought up. You take that thought and you wrap chains around it and cast it away and then bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the result of that is peace. There is a peace. There is a rest. Therefore, there remains a rest for the people of God. This has just come into me now. No notes or anything like that. No uh, thought before this. But there's some of you that are saying, I, I could never preach the word. I could never be a Bible teacher. I could never be a leader. I don't have the gifting. I don't have the ability. But I'm just saying to you right now, according to what God says... He has made, this is just coming to me by the Spirit, He has made us able ministers of the gospel. And, oh my goodness, He has made us able ministers. He has made you an able minister. You will get a hundred thoughts that tell you contrary. And, but what, is, what do we want to listen to? Who do we want to listen to? We want to listen to God. God says, I have called you by my name. You are mine. I have equipped you. I have empowered you. I have endued you with my power. It's my life. We want to let that river flow. So that's the truth. And those other things that have been holding anyone back from this day behind you, anyway, that thing is broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you are free because the truth sets you free. So you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You're anointed. Thank you, Lord. And if we're anointed, then we have the ability to preach the word. Why would, why would God tell us to preach the word, to be in season, out of season, to have an answer that lies within us of the hope and give it to every man? Why would he say that and then say, you'll never speak for me. Well, he would never do that. So let's stir it up. 
There's Bible studies springing up. There's um, ideas that people are getting. We're going to have a new Bible study starting up. And, um, you know, just go with God. Go with his ideas. And we're just going to get rid of, of small thinking. Anything that, any area in our life where we've had small thinking, that's in the past. And the future is, is, belongs to us. And wow, you know, if we're going to agree with God and with what God says, then it is just limitless. Because didn't he say, I can do through Christ. Part B of this uh, teaching is, let's see, casting. Okay, I just want to say one last comment on Second Corinthians 10.5. Can you imagine a negative, cynical, self-defeating, or woe-is-me thought being obedient to Jesus Christ? No, a cynical thought wouldn't be, a critical thought wouldn't be, a uh, thought of poverty mentality, poverty thinking. You know, we had to get set free from that because of upbringings. You have to get set free from strongholds, the way you used to think, thinking it will always be that way. I know my mom would never go to a PTA meeting because she was afraid she'd have to say one word, and she never went out of the house. So chains like that have to be broken. And in our home, it was compensated with alcohol. Not just once in a while, every day. Seven days a week, except back when we were kids, they didn't sell booze on Sundays. They started doing that after a while, but stock up on Saturday is the thing. And every night, the trip to the liquor store. I hate liquor stores. I hate those buildings. I hate what liquor does. And many of us in here have have, uh, been set free from that curse of alcoholism. And whom the sun sets free, he sets us free indeed. So he sets us free from, from our past. He sets us free from generational curses. He sets us free from small thinking. He sets us free from I can't do it mentality. You know, I mean, it's just, he gives us everything. I can do all things. I'm picturing, I've pictured this for a long time, but I picture young artists painting to the glory of God during worship. You know, that, that happens, and that's been happening, and, and I just picture that. So if any of you, you know, maybe we don't have a mural on the wall to go to, but, you know, bring your art tablets and, and draw and create and let the river flow. And, uh, you know, poems and um, a young girl who's been set free from lesbianism was in our home today and her future is so bright and she brought in a book and of writings that God had given her and poems and beautiful just beautiful sonnets and um, it's the gift of God so um, you know pick up your pens pick up your instruments pick up your mics pick up your basketballs pick up your bats and balls (laughs) And, you know, just know that you can. Improving our focus on joy, bringing our thoughts continually to the master list, avoiding negativity, practicing being thankful. Your thoughts are showing is the next part. (laughs) That can be good or not so good. Your thoughts are showing. You heard the expression, you know, oh, they have a chip on their shoulder, or they walk in a room, and boy, you know what kind of a mood they're in. So true, almost everything that happens to you, good or bad, begins with one thought. It is amazing. 
neuroscientists can now demonstrate that every thought sends electrical and chemical signals to your brain, ultimately affecting each cell in your body. Listen close to this. Thoughts can influence your sleep. Well, we all know that. (laughs) Your digestion, your pulse, the chemical makeup of your blood and your whole body. The secret conversations you hold with yourself in the privacy of your own mind are shaping your destiny little by little. With every thought that races through your mind, you are continually reinventing yourself and your future. Wow. See how important it is, Ephesians 4.23, to get our mind renewed. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Think what God thinks. Speak over your life. Speak over your children's lives. Yeah, we have the circumstances, but speak what God says. We create as we speak his word. By his word, the worlds were framed. And we create in our own lives by the word that we speak. With every thought that races, we are reinventing yourself and your future. Every thought we have has either a negative or a positive effect on us and our future. This author says no thoughts are neutral. No thoughts are neutral. So, I mean, it's really exciting because we can think positive thoughts. We can say positive things. We can declare the word of God. We're big on declaration here. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you direct your mind to think about will ultimately be revealed for everyone to see. And that's the part like your thoughts are showing. Remind yourself with a, spot, with a smile. My thoughts are showing. We have two options. I just want to say that again. My thoughts are showing. Think about it, Selah. Hello. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> if you walk in a room and... Your thoughts are, I'm so glad to be here. You're, it's going to show. Yeah, really. And if you just are draggy and down and negative, my thoughts are showing. By your manner of thinking, draw out the best in yourself and others. Or the other choice is draw out the worst. What you persistently think eventually crystallizes into words you speak than the things you do. I'll just briefly touch on two short verses, Proverbs 23, 7. As a person thinks in his heart, so is he. So we've heard that preached here, but what are you thinking? Whatever you're thinking in your heart, that's who you are. Amen? Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart, your thoughts with all diligence, for out of the heart, Mama Perry, amen, are the issues of life. Out of your heart, or rather our thoughts, come the issues of life. And so we want to keep our heart with all diligence. Pay attention. Work at it. Don't have a lazy thought life. Amen? Be crisp. If I can do it, you guys can do it. (laughs) And we can do it. Every thought you have shifts your life in a particular direction. I want to say that again. 
every thought you have shifts your life in a particular direction. Every thought matters. Approximately, this is the part that made me giggle too, approximately 90% of the thoughts you have today are repeats from yesterday (laughs) and the day before. And I thought, that's true. Well, let's see. What am I going to do now? How am I going to get that done? (laughs) Can't you just see all of our little minds at work here? So approximately 90% of the thoughts you have today are repeats from yesterday and the day before. Wow. Let's think some new thoughts. Let's get some new declarations out there. Let's get some new prophetic utterances spoken out into our lives. That will produce new thoughts, which will produce new direction. Um, Let's see. Because we have these repeats, you know, I mean... We could spend a lot of time laughing about that part, but I won't take the time. I just thought that was funny, though. Great. Our little minds, you know. No, let's gird ourselves up with the truth. <laughs> let's be, um, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent, the proactive, the energetic. It's going to take energy. We take it by force. We take the kingdom of heaven by force. We go after it. We go after the promised land. Amen. We go to possess what is ours. We go into, that, into our, our land because we have the power. We have the word. We have the command. We have the anointing. We have the strength. We have the word. We have the truth. And that truth does it for us. So, but the primary reason why making permanent positive changes in our life is met with such stiff resistance in most people is because of the repeat. Just, you know, old thinking. But we are old habits. We are being renewed in the spirit of our mind, right. thinking new thoughts. How to change our thinking, Romans 12, 2, says transformation is the result of a new mind. And we can read that there. Be not conformed to this world. Should we read that together? Yeah. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's prove it. Let's put it to the test. Put the Word of God to the test. Say, well, this, if this says this in the Word, then I'm going to believe what the Word says. Right. For transformation, we must have application. Amen. Now, that came to me by the Spirit, too, today, um, or as I was writing this. For transformation, we've got to have application. We have to apply the Word of God. We have to retrain our thoughts. And I just keep thinking this. Um, we like for our young people, we have to, we, they have to know the word. I mean, we all have to know the word, but you know, the word, the word, the word, we got to eat the word, live the word, breathe the word, speak the word, declare the word, say the word so that the young people and the next generation will be so saturated with the word that it will be natural to walk in the supernatural (laughs) that when they face things, school, whatever it is, sports, all the things, the giftings that God has, that they immediately have their mind trained to go, I can do that because the greater one lives in me and greater is he who's in me than he is in the world. And I remember as a brand new Christian just finding verses that told me truth about my life because I'd lived in 19 years in lies. And you all know what I'm talking about. 
So transformation, we've got to have application, retrain our thoughts and feelings to experience God's ideal for our life and get the most out of every moment of every day. Most people try to change their circumstances, and God simply says, change the way you think. Change the way you think, and the other things are going to change. They will. We promise, don't we, Donna? We promise your circumstances will change. Thank you, Lord. Here's a few joy scriptures, scriptures that prove we can live a life of joy. Pastor Dave read this morning, John 16, 24. Until now, you haven't asked anything in my name. And, of course, we've said this so many times, but the infinitive form of that word ask is, won't you please ask? Won't you please ask? Can you imagine the God of the universe saying, won't you please ask? Ask now in my name. Ask now in my name, and the result of that will be that your may Say it again. That your That your Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. Thank you, Lord. He's provided healing for depression. He's provided healing for discouragement. And there's so many scriptures that tell us that happy are the people whose God is the Lord. He wants his people happy. Pastor Dave said this morning, happy are you if you do the word. I don't know where that was at, but I remember I was like, oh, yes, thank you, Lord. You're just telling us again and again. 1 Peter 1, 7 and 8, the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto and at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, whom having not seen, you love. That's a side trail, rabbit trail, but I love that verse right there. Whom having not seen, you love. That's Jesus. We haven't seen him, but we love him. That verse has comforted me so many times. Whom having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, you still believe. Isn't that encouraging? And the result of that, therefore, you're able to rejoice with and joy unspeakable and full of glory. Thank you, Lord. Even though you, you haven't seen him, Lord, I love you. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you. I haven't, you haven't appeared to me yet, but I know you're with me. Though we haven't seen him, we love him. And because of that, we believe. So doubt is pushed out. Kick it out. Doubt, get out. And the result of that, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Isaiah 61.3, of course, you know, this is such a great portion of Scripture to preach on. The anointing that God has transferred to us. And it provides joy to, po- to a point unto them that mourn in Zion. Shall we say it together? To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he will be glorified. That just sounds like a spiritual spot to me. I just thought of that. 
It's like, you know, beauty for ashes. Let's go to the spiritual spa. The oil, let's get all oiled up. Amen. Chelsea, oil of joy for mourning. Get a garment of praise in place of a spirit of heaviness. Let's go to the spiritual spa in verse 3. Scriptures that prove we can live a life of joy. Another author says, as humans, we search for joy in all the wrong places. If the word is on the inside, joy is on the inside. And, you know, just saying that out loud, I know every one of us feel good on the inside. Joy is on the inside. What we receive from the world is just a fraction of the real deal, a clever counterfeit to genuine joy. We look outside, not inside. Don't we do that? Look over there. Oh, but it's artificial turf. The grass ain't greener on the other side. We look inside, outside, not inside. Let's look inside. Joy is within us. The secret to a joy-filled life is so close, so obvious. The last place we often look is on the inside. Living with joy is our birthright. Yeah, please, let's hand those out. Um, these are identity ones, and these are... 40 joy-producing thoughts. Maybe we'll close with those. (laughs) So one thought at a time. Cindy shared this morning, Matthew 6, uh, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, we know that like the back of our hand. But it's impossible to think two thoughts at the same time. You cannot be joy-filled without thinking thoughts of joy. You cannot worry without thinking worrisome thoughts. You cannot be afraid without thinking thoughts of fear. Can you remember the last time you were thinking of hope and happiness, but you felt depressed? You can't think two thoughts at the same time. Can you imagine acting loving while thinking bitter thoughts of anger and resentment? Your thoughts are showing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. When we're thinking, we have only the present. Live in the present. Be positive. Be thankful. Be nice. Um, The last part I'll just kind of say real quickly because I I think it'd be neat to say these 40 joy-producing thoughts to close with. So um, I'm going to drop down to the uh, portion called mental discipline. Mental discipline. Even the demoniac who was so demonized that he wore no clothes and he ran through the cemetery. Yet he was able to will himself to come to Jesus. Even though he was so demonized, he was so abnormal, he made a choice. He still had the power of choice to go and to kneel before Jesus and basically say, help me, son of God, help me. So we can have mental discipline. We can choose what we think about. Mental discipline is the ability to keep thoughts consistently fixed or focused on God. With Philippians 4.8 is a filter for our thinking. We focus on God and his goodness to the exclusion of all else. As a result, we we begin to develop mental strength. It just becomes like 
in sports things that like Pastor Dave gives as examples, it just becomes natural when something comes up. Just, you just, you, you begin, you train yourself spiritually and mentally and you just begin to react according to the word of God. We begin, we reach our goals faster. We increase our joy. We become a lot more fun to be around. Mental laziness slowly dissolves your potential for joy, but it's first privately in your thoughts and then publicly coming out in your actions and circumstances. Pay attention to any conversation for 10 minutes and you hear toxic self-talk, whining, complaining, or you hear people passionately, here, this is a whole other sermon, but you hear people passionately arguing in favor of their, their most cherished limitations. It's like their little sacred cow and, you know, wanting to hang on to that limitation. Some insist they're not being negative, but they're being realistic. Let's not violate Phil 4.8. Consequences will follow. Where you've been, what you've done, where you are, and to anyone listening on CD or on the Internet, no matter how far you feel that you have slipped, what matters is where you are headed. If, you're per, if you persist in identifying with current or prior, prior performances by constantly thinking and talking about it, or where you've been, or where you are, where you're going, will all be the same. This is true for marriage, career, your golf game, anything like that. So um, let's go ahead and take our hand out there, and let's all stand together. It's 8 o'clock, but I thought it'd be really great to to declare these 40 joy-producing thoughts. You may not totally agree with, you know, exactly how everything's worded or it might not fit for you, but um, let's corporately declare and believe what God says. Number one, I expect the best and it shows. I trust God. My faith is strong. I am responsible. I take deliberate action to reach my goals. I now accept the best that life has to offer. I am a new creature through Christ. My metabolism works effectively. I stay lean even as I age. I believe in the most perfect outcome of every challenge in my life. I'll figure out how to earn it. I am healthy and strong. I have boundless energy. I surround myself with winners. I experience abundance now and forever. God has great plans for me. I am grateful for my unshakable faith. Everything I need, I already have. My brain works perfectly. With God, my future keeps getting better. My memory is crisp and vivid. I change what I need to change. I let go and let God. I'm making progress. I control my thoughts. I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. I pray for others. With Christ, I am unstoppable. I ask and I receive. I can improve this situation. I ask and I receive. I learn scripture easily. I am supercharged with joy. Let's say that one again. I am supercharged. One more time. I am. I'm ready for a breakthrough. Day by day, my marriage is growing stronger. I am consistently with my faith. I am bold, 
I am lovable. I think about what is good, just, and gracious. I'm learning a lot through this experience. My lifestyle supports unshakable faith. I surrender myself and my future to God, and I trust him. Let's thank him for the truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. That's mighty and effective and active and working in our lives. And we thank you for joy unspeakable, full of glory. And all God's people shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Go your way rejoicing. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.